there's a bit of a difference between things that don't feel good and things that are hard. Mm-hmm. And I think more of us need things that are hard, lean into things that are hard. But the more you do hard things, the more you understand, is this hard? And do I just need to get better at it? Or is this not for me? And this just doesn't feel right. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I am so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn how to sell in a way that feels good and brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you were doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, and you just want to sell in a way that feels fun without feeling salesy. Hey, I'm Jillian. I am your fellow sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in a corporate sales pace, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales. I quickly shifted to the online space where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've now also helped hundreds and hundreds of other online entrepreneurs grow and scale their business, and also explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper, if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. Well, what's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so freaking excited to have my good friend, Matthew Allen, on the podcast today. Matthew, what is up? What's up, babes? I love when I get your emails, because it's always like, hey, babe. Have your read or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm a babe. Gonna go for my hot girl walk later. (laughs) You are a babe. You are a babe. You guys can't see him right now, but he is absolutely a babe. Oh yeah. (laughs) Matt, tell my audience who you are besides just a babe. Uh besides just a babe, I think no. Uh just leave it at that. That's all you need to know. Um, no, uh, yeah, I see when I answer this question, I always want to give like the, you know. I am a loving, caring guy, but no, I know what you really want to hear is um, for work, for the money, I, uh, I help wellness coaches step into their power as leaders, become world-class coaches, develop their four-figure offer, and then market themselves like powerful leaders. Oh my God. This is going to be so good because everything we're going to talk about today is literally everything you just talked about in that like intro right there. I nailed so, it. Yeah, you nailed it. So I'm glad that you actually gave it as your intro. Otherwise, this conversation would have been very different. <laughs> so <laughs> so let's dive right in. Why is there so much power in four-figure offers versus starting out with low ticket? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is huge um, because really what it comes down to is that you get to go all in on your client. And so I was a civil engineer in New York City, and I had this big passion for fitness. And when I quit my job, moved to Colorado to be a full-time personal trainer, um, I did what most personal trainers do, which is in-person training sessions, and you're just helping people with fitness. You write them a, uh, you write them their workout, they show up to the gym, you know, you correct their form, you end up cheerleading for them. Yeah, they get stronger, they lose some weight, but they don't really hit the goals that they truly want. And I know for me, I was like, at best, I get to see some of my clients, you know, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's three hours of the week that they're not with me. And all I do in that session, again, is the workouts and like kind of cheerlead for them. I'm like, I know they need help with nutrition. I know that they need mindset help. I know they need help with recovery and all this stuff, but they're not really paying me for that. They paid me to, again, do what most personal trainers do, which is write the workout, correct their form and cheerlead and count their reps. 
And when I look at how my life, how I've had a healthy lifestyle, it's not just workouts, it's nutrition, it's the mindset, it's all this other stuff that comes with that. And I just didn't know how to deliver that. I didn't know all that stuff. And I'm like, if I'm only giving somebody workouts, I'm only going 20% in on them. And that's not enough. That's not enough for them to change their lives. So that's why I like to help people develop their four-figure offer because then you get to give everyone everything, all the stuff. Even if you're just a breathwork coach, well, somebody should pay you a lot of money and you should have the deeper conversations about, hey, are you taking your care of yourself with, you know, with your fitness? Are you eating healthy? Are you, you know, having the proper mindset? You don't just sit there and just give them breath work because that's not what just helped you. So good. So because you're in the wellness space, I'm sure, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that a lot of wellness coaches, that's a big jump for them to start selling a four figure offer. Mm-hmm. How do they get around that block of selling? I mean, obviously working with you because you're balls, but yeah. how do they start getting around that block? Because selling obviously comes with a lot of mindset work. Yeah. So it really is laying out that four figure offer. And that's what I've found in working with so many coaches is that, yeah, it, uh, you know, we kind of go through this path in my program and it's, it's some mindset stuff. We really get clear on the niche, which we could talk about. It's, it's you in the past. Mm-hmm. That's your niche and your niche is the problem you solve. It's not some person you made up. It's the problem you solve. Let's stay there for a minute. Let's okay, talk yeah. about that because I know yeah. on the podcast that you and I did, we actually talked about fuck niches. Yeah. So let's talk about why you and I both believe that niches are not about a female who's white 35 living in Michigan. Yes. Every business exists because it solves a problem. Every single one in the world exists because it solves a problem. Yep. Right. So that's what you do. You solve a problem. It doesn't matter who the person is. And, you know, I'll just give you as an example. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter if they're a woman, even though, you know, we're all babes out here. Uh, It doesn't matter if they're a woman or if they're 20 or 50, if they're rich or poor, none of that matters. They have a sales problem. They can't make sales. So you solve that problem. You're the sales queen. You help them with sales, right? It's really as simple as that. We can go a little bit deeper, but it's as simple as that. You solve a very general problem. And then what I like to teach is people have a zone of genius of how they solve that problem, right? If you could be sales and you could help people with Facebook ads, right? That might be somebody, somebody's zone of genius or funnels like uh, Brunson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, your zone of genius is organic and through the stories and creating community, right? That's your zone of genius. So we all have a specific way we solve a general problem, but your business solves a general problem. That's it. And my other example is, you know, in the wellness space, it's knees over toes guy, right? He I love solves, that reel you did, by the way. Yeah. So he solves knee pain, mm-hmm. right? He has 1.6 million followers. He didn't have to niche down to someone. He plays basketball and he's a white male, just like, right? That's Ben Patrick. He plays basketball. You don't have to do, you don't, that's part of it, right? That's going to show up by you showing up, right? Jillian, you, you drive a, a Range Rover, right? Mm-hmm. You get Botox, right? Your values are coming through in your stories. So you're going to attract the same people, right? You attract a lot more women. I'm on your coffee chats. I'm sometimes the only guy there out of 30 people. But you just naturally attract women just by how you show up. So you don't have to worry about the demographics and the psychographics. That stuff is going to come through just by you being you. Mm -hmm. What you really need to focus on is what problem do I solve and being the obvious solution for that problem. Mm -hmm. 
Oh my gosh. I love that. I, it's so great. I actually have a client that I'm working with right now and she owns an online boutique and we were talking about, you know, like, who do you help? And she was like, you know, I help busy moms. And I was like, no, you help all women, all women need comfortable clothes. And I was telling her a story that I actually was at a boutique over not last week and the weekend before. And I have a friend who just opened a boutique and I was looking around and I was like, there are women who are in their twenties in here. There are women who are in their seventies in here. There are like bougie ash women in here. There are women who look like they're scraping up all their change to be in here. And I'm like, that is a beautiful thing because yeah. she is solving a problem. She doesn't care about the niche or the niche of yeah. who the clothes are for. It's like, she's just solving a problem and just wants women to feel good. Yes. Right. If, if I, and that's what people have, right. People have blinders on and you want to be that solution for the people with blinders on. If you start, and this is where I talk about zone of genius. If you start to talk about everything, you start to drown yourself out. Right. And I give the example of personal trainers, who want to talk about fitness and nutrition and mindset and recovery and everything. And you start to drown yourself out when in reality, your client has a specific problem. I have a client right now. She helps you lose 30 pounds without ever going to the gym. I'm like, that's her fucking thing. Send that's it. Without going to the gym because <laughs> there's somebody who wants to lose weight, but is terrified of going to the gym. Yep. And so when you see that, that's her blinder, right? I just want to do this, but I can't do it because I can't get to the gym. And when she shows up and says, I'll help you lose those 30 pounds without going to the gym, right? It's like, who's the obvious solution now for that problem? It's going to be her compared to, oh, you also need to get to the gym and oh, you should be sleeping this amount and all, you know, all these other things. It's like, yes, that stuff is important, but it's ultimately going to drown yourself out rather than just let's focus on this one thing. It's so good because even like you and I talk about like, you know, staying in your zone of genius. I just did a podcast episode with Andrea Crisp and, you know, I talk about like, you know, I only am here for my zone of genius. So like, if you need mindset work, don't slide into my DMs. Like I'm not the person to help you, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, if, if you're looking for someone to help you in sales, it's like, it's me. If you're looking for zone of genius, it's Matt. And it's like, when you try to be everything to everybody, you're not even doing a service to your clients. If I had tried to help my clients with everything as an entrepreneur, I would literally be doing them a disservice because it's yeah. not in my zone of genius. I tell people all the time, I cannot help you with this. This is not in my zone of genius. Go see Matt, go see Andrea, go see Corey. You need, you need all sorts of other things. Yeah. Like this is actually not where I'm made to help you. Yeah. And not to mention also on top of that too, it's like, don't even do the stuff you don't like. No. Like I was a personal trainer. I didn't love it. Like I thought I would, which is why I don't do it anymore. And I don't have any personal training clients anymore. And that's also the beauty of attracting wellness coaches, because we don't have to focus on your fitness and nutrition. I'm so happy. I don't have to talk about macros and sets and reps. Like I, that doesn't fill me up anymore. So I don't do it. And it's mm -hmm. also great that I don't really attract that person, yeah. right? Like I don't attract video gamers, because like, I don't play video game. That's, that's kind of why it's cool when you get to show up as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't attract video gamers cause I, we wouldn't vibe and yes, they might be overweight. And for my values and my integrity, if someone came to me and needed that help, like I would feel out of integrity if I wasn't helping them with that, but I don't want to do it. But also I know how important your health is. So it's like, cool. And I just don't really attract those people and, and that's cool. I don't have to worry about it. So one thing that you do do that I love is that you are like unapologetically who you are like to the core. And it's like funny because if you actually follow you, you don't talk a lot about even what you do. You talk about running, you talk about Natalie, you talk about your cool headband, you talk about your family. So like, 
I love that that is actually like how you market yourself, where so often people come to me and I'm sure they come to you too. And they're like, how many posts do I need to do? How many graphics do I need to put up? What should I be saying in my captions? And it's like, just freaking be you. That's the magnet. So let's talk about that, Matt, because you have nailed that to a T. Yeah, there's a, you know, that stuff, those, all those little things can be important. They can make that little bit of extra help. But ultimately, you know, this buying is emotional, mm-hmm. right? And even, even when people think they're logical, but I always give the story of, of my, my Garmin watch here. And when COVID happened and I wanted to get, um, I, I was getting more into running and I wanted something that would track my pace uh, and also holds music. Um, and so I was, I didn't even, uh, the point of the story is I didn't even look at other options mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why I didn't look at Apple watches. I didn't look at any competitors because I followed this guy on Instagram who is a, is an Ironman. He lived in Denver, which is where I live. Uh, he, he's like retired at 35 cause he has great investments. So all he does all day is run mountain bike, do CrossFit. That's he basically eats- you. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. But I, I work a lot, you know, <laughs> but like, he like doesn't work at all. And I'm like, and he's super fit and he's like 40 right now. He's got an eight pack. It's like, I want to be like this guy. Mm-hmm. And so he would like, you know, every, every once in a while he'd show his Garmin. He didn't get any money from it. He would just like show a picture of his Garmin that shows like his pace for his run that he just did. And I'm like, I'm getting a Garmin. And also two of my friends at Garmin. So it was so emotional. There's no, like, there's no looking at the other options. I was never going to get an Apple watch, even though I love Apple products um, because like, I want to be like this guy. That's some, the emotional connection. So that's where people are making most of their purchases. It's not likely Jillian, you're amazing. You're the sales queen, but you might not be the best business mentor. Now we should believe that we are mm-hmm. personally, Yep. but in the grand scheme of things, there are people who make more money than you who might 100%. be quote unquote better. But people still hire you because there is, like I was saying before, like they vibe with you. Oh, you got boat, you drive the Range Rover, you got Botox, you, you know, all these things that you do in your life that you show, mm-hmm. people want that, right? So going back to the niche, you're the evolved version of your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So when you're showing up on social media, you live a life that you five years ago would love to live. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, uh, when I was a civil engineer in New York City, I would see people go for runs at like 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. I'm like, what the hell does this guy do for work that he can go for a run whenever he wants? I'm like, what a cool life. Mm-hmm. And here I am going for runs at 10 a.m. whenever the hell I want. Every winter, I take Thursday, every Thursday off to go snowboarding with my best friend, my business mm-hmm. bestie, Taylor Seaford. Shout out. Uh, that's What's what up, I Taylor? do. <laughs> so I am that of all versions. So I'm just showing those things. I'm like, I know what Matt wanted. So I'm just showing those things. Um, in, in my stories and in my content. I love it. You talked about something yesterday on the coffee chat that I would love to dive into. And it was like really removing comparison and what that'll do for you. And I think you actually just did a reel on this as well. Something that you kind of learned on your 40 mile run. Can we also talk about your 40 mile run, please? <laughs> and like, can we just like, just talk about what made you want to do 40 miles and like, what came of that? Actually, uh, your listeners will probably love this. Uh, I took I was in a training like last summer and there was a guest expert. I wish I remember who it was. I got to find out so I can give her credit, but she's basically like entrepreneurs are codependent on their business. Just as you would be in a relationship, right? I need you to feel happy, to feel value. Right. And she was like, most entrepreneurs are that way. And I'm like, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. I am fulfilling my needs through my business. 
And some of the needs I uncovered, and uh, the one specifically was like challenges in my life, especially physical challenges. I've played sports all my life, you know, fitness and all that stuff. And I had been trying to fulfill that need in my business, challenging myself to make more money, challenging myself with my content and say something, you know, a little different, all that stuff. And it wasn't, I can't, you can't rely as being codependent. You can't rely on your business to fulfill your needs. So I was like, how can I fulfill my need of challenges outside of my business? Mm -hmm. And it was literally like, you know how the universe works. The next day, Natalie, my girlfriend is like, there's this ultra marathon, 40 mile trail run from Crescent View, Colorado to Aspen, Colorado through the mountains. She's like, I'm going to sign up. I think it might sell out. So it's going on sale like at midnight tonight if you want to be in. And I'm like, no thought. I'm like, okay, yep. That's what I need in my life. Let's do it. And I hadn't run, you know, I did a half marathon on my 29th birthday. I, I think just because I wanted to, but it probably yeah. was some subconscious, like, oh God, I'm getting old thing. Um, but I didn't run that. Like I've been on and off running my whole life. I kind of mentioned during COVID, I started running, but you know, three to six miles, yeah. not 40. Not 40. Through um, the mountains. Yeah. So part of it was like, if I sign up for this, that's what I love. An old, an old mentor of mine, James Wedmore would say, the transformation is in the transaction. Mm-hmm. When you put the money down, yep. that is the start of the transformation. So, you know, I signed up for that race that night. The next day I ran eight miles and it was just like, I knew that signing up for this, that I would, that I would take it seriously, that I would train for it. Um, that would allow me to work a little bit less and focus mm-hmm. on the things that fulfill my needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was the whole point. Also, Yes, I made the reel on this that, you know, <laughs> this was is Natalie just Was Natalie a runner before? She, uh, yeah, she she okay. ran track, but short distances. She was okay. actually a jumper. Um, but I think that's just, you know, with age and stuff, you just yeah. kind of get into running, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Some people do. But anyway, uh, you know, it's it's just been the ethos of my life since I rode my bike cross country, which is, you know, whole nother thing in 2016 was uh, I don't want to lay on my deathbed and look back on life and say, what if? What if I rode my bike cross country? What if I went full-time as a personal trainer? You know, what if all this stuff, like that is so much more scary to me than failure, than looking like an idiot and doing all these things and like living my life as a shell of myself because I'm so worried about what other people are going to think. What Billy from, it's funny as I sit in my hometown visiting my parents right now uh, and you can probably hear the train, (laughs) the local train come by. Um, as I, and I'm outside too. So just enjoying the weather, but um, yeah, thinking about what Billy from high school is going to think about me. Cause I'm, Oh, Matt Mahalik's talking about mindset. Uh, like I don't care. Okay. I, I, I just, I want to live this one life. We get one life as far as we know. I don't care what you believe in God and whatever and reincarnation doesn't matter. Doesn't the matter. proof that we have is we get one life and I want to experience all of it. And I don't want to stay in the corporate job and, build someone else's dream and any of that stuff. I don't want to lay on my couch watching Netflix, living my life vicariously through some fictional Netflix character. Like, no, I want to do these things. And when I'm 70 and I have a grandkid sitting on my lap, I want to tell them amazing fucking stories (laughs) and how sick my life was. And, And I hope that inspires them to do what fills them up. And that's like the whole thing. And when you ask like, you know, showing up unapologetically myself, because what, what other way is there to live? Mm-hmm. I really don't care if you don't like me, you can unfollow and go follow. That's how I am too. I'm like, I really don't give a yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Don't care because it's not fun for me to, to be someone else or to live 
someone else's life. And, and I also say like, I've been so lucky and blessed with family and parents that support me through doing all this stuff from quitting engineering, which, you know, we spent money on college degree and I'm still paying off those loans. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've had, I've been lucky enough to have that support, but I think if you don't have that support, you need to go find it. Mm -hmm. There are people out there who will support you, your coffee chat, right? There's 30 people on, on yesterday's call that, that will support you. And you just need to go out and find that. I think people are spending way too much time making excuses why they can't do anything or why it's too hard for them. Or yeah, Matt, of course you can do this. You've, you know, your life looks like this or whatever. It's like, no, I'm not any different. Mm -hmm. Right. When I rode my bike cross country, people tell me I couldn't ride my bike to the end of the driveway. Yeah, I heard that like five times. I'm like, Henry Ford, mm-hmm. whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yep. And it's not who you are. It's what you learned. And if you can, and if you learned it, you can unlearn it. So just start telling yourself different stories, all the shit you're making up based on the past life you were living and all these stories you've made up about yourself. None of it's true. It's true because you decided it was true. <laughs> so stop fucking saying that shit. Start saying the things you want, the person you want to be. There was not a single moment people were like, you know, asking about this 40 mile run. Are you nervous about it? I'm like, I don't, maybe I'm crazy, but no, mm-hmm. like, I'm not nervous. I have nine months. I'll train for it. Like if it's a week before and like, it's hard for me to run 10 miles and yeah, I should probably be nervous about it. <laughs> yeah. Then like, maybe I'll do that one. <laughs> yeah. But I have time to train for it. And every day I just woke up and I call myself an ultra runner. Mm-hmm. I don't say like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. No, I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. Right. All these things, just like, I believe the mindset stuff is so important because you like embodied uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, imagine, right. If you're, I know you don't do so many sales calls, but if, if you're like, I suck at sales Mm -hmm. or nobody wants my product Mm -hmm. immediately, your physiology changes, right? Even me, I, my shoulders rounded just a little bit. My Mm -hmm. head ducked a little bit. I got quieter, Mm -hmm. right? Your words change how you show up. Yep. And if that's true, then that's why like, I I don't teach mirror work, but I know some people do. You look in the mirror and you're like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. It's like, yeah, do that shit. Smile, right? Change the way you feel because it's going to change the way you show up and everyone's going to feel that energy. It's so interesting that you said that about how you put on every day, like I'm a runner. So last year I actually had a brain injury. And when I was at my functional neurologist, we had a conversation and I said, why don't you have like a support group? I said, I would love to meet like other TBI people and like get to know them. And he said, that's the worst thing you can do because then you embody that you are a brain injury person. Mm. You then take on that identity and then you are now like in like, oh, I am someone who has a brain injury. So he's like, I will never, ever put people like in that situation because then they like embody and they like put it on. So it's exactly like what you just said, how you're like, oh, I'm a runner. Like I never say like, I'm a migraine sufferer Yeah. or I never like, because then you're like literally like wearing that Yeah. versus like, oh yeah, I get headaches once in a while, even though I have a headache 99% of the day of my life every day. I never like say that because then we're like, we're literally like putting it on us every day. Yeah, totally. I I remember learning that, you know, in my fitness journey of like, I have a bad back. I have a bad back, Mm -hmm. right. Coming in, not not for me, but I, you know, clients that would come in and it's like, I have a healing back. My back is getting better, right. That's the language you want. You want the toward language, the thing that you want. Yeah. But I think about that all the time with, you know, um, I, I love all, I think labels can be powerful in a way to understand yourself better, right? Giving a diagnosis, something so you can correct it. 
yeah. right? There's definitely power to that, but it's making sure you, yeah, you don't go get stuck in that. And I know yeah. there's a lot of human design experts in your world. And, uh, <laughs> you know, our girl, Callie, I had this yeah. conversation with her, the danger of being like, well, I'm a manifester. So <laughs> this is how it is. It's like, no, no, no. And this is what she'll agree. Callie will agree with this. So shout out if she's listening, but you know, it's a good identifier to understand, like to understand yourself better and use it as a tool, but you like, but don't let it limit yourself. Oh, I'm this way. So this is how I am. So I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts to get dangerous. It's so good. Literally so good. So I have one other question that I ask everybody. Well, actually I have two questions. So you have rode your bike across country. Mm-hmm. And now this is not the question I ask everybody because not everybody's done that. You rode your bike across country and you now have done a 40 mile trail run. What's Matt's next big adventure? Yeah, it's a good question. I know a lot of people have been asking me that. Um, like I already signed up for a half marathon training plan on my Garmin. Amazing. Cause I'm like, let's get to it. I want to do some it. more, a little more yeah. speed work. Um, but that, I don't see that as like a huge adventure. Um, I think, okay, I'll give you two answers. Perfect. Riding my bike somewhere has been on the top of my mind very much recently. Mm-hmm. And Does Natalie so love- bike ride too? She's the worst bike rider. She's listening, <laughs> Me so too. She I had my noggin on one. Me too. Yeah. You'd think it would transfer a little bit, but uh, she has a tough time on the bike. Um, so I've been thinking about another bike trip, um, but also this isn't a physical activity, but I really want to write a book. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that in the coffee chat yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, I might start spending like an hour a week um, or out two hours a week, um, just starting to get that out. And, and I think for me, again, this is part of fulfilling my needs. Another one of my needs is creativity. Like mm-hmm. I've been a photographer. Um, you've seen some of my reels. Like I yeah. really like to get creative with it. Um, so that's another part of my need. So I want to make sure fulfilling that need. If I write a book, it's not because I want to make money off of it or because whatever, like I want to do it because it feels really good for me. And I, and I kind of want to feed off that just for a second, which is living a life of doing things that feel good for you. Mm-hmm. And I just read this beautiful passage in this book. I honestly forget what it's called. I found it in one of those free libraries. Mm-hmm. It's like the teachings of Don Juan or something kind of about psychedelics, Yeah. but he has this line in there and it just reaffirmed this thing. I've been thinking of like just doing what feels good. And he calls it following the path with a heart. And if the Ooh. path doesn't have a heart then you shouldn't follow it, it's just going to cause you more pain, but to continue to do things that feel good and that feel good. And there's a bit of a difference between things that don't feel good and things that are hard. Mm-hmm. And I think more of us need things that are hard, lean into things that are hard. But the more you do hard things, the more you understand, is this hard? And do I just need to get better at it? Or is this not for me? And this just doesn't feel right. And we want to drop the things that don't feel right and lean into the things that feel really good. And so for me, it's like this writing a book would feel really good. I would get to be creative and I'll get lit up by it every day. So that's kind of where my heart's going. I love it. I absolutely love that. Well, where can my audience find you? What do you have going on right now? Yeah, I would love if you guys came and checked out my podcast, Powerful Online Leadership. Diving into, I talk about mindset. I talk about your four-figure offer. Um, leadership marketing is what I've just recently coined it as. Um, I didn't want to talk about content, about content. But uh, the more I sat with it, the more I'm like, I want people to just feel really good. We have to market ourselves as entrepreneurs and I love teaching it, right? So You're again, so damn good at it. You're literally yeah, so good you. at it. So following my heart, 
um, and doing what feels good and being like, yeah, let's, let's not just not talk about marketing. I love talking about it. So yeah, on the podcast, it's, it's leadership, it's world-class, how to become a world-class coach, uh, and marketing and offer creation. Awesome. We'll definitely drop it in the show notes and have all your stuff in there as well. And then this is the last question that I ask everybody on the podcast, because obviously it's a sales podcast is what makes you buy from somebody online? Um, well, speaking of that, I've just bought like your birthday offers and all that stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for, uh, it's the mixture of everything I said. And this is what I teach too with content. I know you had to put, we had, we had the same post on the same day. I know Not one piece of content no. is going to make someone buy from you. No, it's this whole experience. I, I say it's like the relationship with your best friend. At one point, your best friend was a stranger. You bonded on something similar and then you learned a lot about each other. Like where they're from, their favorite music, you know, what they like to do for fun, who, you know, their values, uh, all those things. You, you learn more about them. And then if you're going to buy from someone, it also is the expertise. And I think people do too much content about how to content, right? If you only did things about how to make sales, how to make sales, how to make sales. No, you also show the Botox, the, the Range Rover, the, oh, you know, your dog, all these other things that you, you know, migraines, you suffer with migraines. Like we learn about you and that mm -hmm. creates that deep connection. So, yeah. you know, it's not the specific answer maybe people want, but what makes me buy from people is that know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. But people don't say what, what really makes you know, like, and trust someone. It is all of these things. It really is. Sorry about the train again. Hey, we're uh, here. <laughs> it really is about knowing someone, liking them, trusting someone. And what makes you actually know, like, and trust someone, it's all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, I didn't just follow you and meet you in fast foundations and buy from you. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been sitting in your world for the last year plus. Yeah, it's a year and a half there. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what's leading to like, like, yeah, Jillian A knows her shit. Like that's important, but it's also like, I like how she is. I like that you're unapologetically yourself. I like when you post your, uh, your posts that trigger people, you know, like that, I love that shit. So like Jillian's my person and, uh, and really too, for you, I love the community you've built and I, I admire that a lot. So thank you. Awesome. Matt, I loved having you here. You are more than welcome to come back anytime. The babes will appreciate you for sure. We'll definitely put all of your stuff in the links below. And yeah, it was great to have you here today, Matt. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? Or take a screenshot and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.